0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago, man, man. ESPN Chicago. Allow
1: me to reintroduce
0: myself. My name is Mackin Abdullah. Live from the Old National Bank Studio. WMVP wshe HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station.
2: right here on ESPN 1000 in the ESPN Chicago app. Abdul, last night we saw Michigan win the national championship in college football. They win 34-13 to over Washington. Jim Harbaugh wins the national title, a season where there was a lot of scandal, suspensions, uh, assistant coaches left the program because the, the spying allegations and everything going on with Michigan, but they kept winning football games. They went 15-0 and and they marched ahead. And the reason I want to start with Michigan and obviously Jim Harbaugh is the ties to the Chicago Bears and a possible head coaching search that may be on the horizon for the Bears. At the moment, here on a Tuesday evening, uh, there's nothing up at Hallis Hall cooking. Uh, We've heard nothing that's changing. No no announcements have been made. No uh, dates have been set for the time for the end-of-season press conferences for Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles and this front office for the Chicago Bears. So we don't know. Uh, It leads to speculation. It also could lead to the Bears just doing uh, their their meetings, end-of-year meetings, and and bringing everyone back as well. So what I want to start with, with uh, Michigan and, and Jim Harbaugh, is this. He's a damn good football coach. And now winning the national title solidifies it on that level. He was really good in his run at Stanford. He then jumped to the NFL. He had instant success in the NFL. He's won with different varieties of quarterbacks. Most notably is he's won with all of them. It doesn't matter if it's a running quarterback, if it's an all-time top prospect in college football, if it's a guy like J.J. McCarthy, who is highly touted, who has struggled at times but looked pretty good in they don't really ask him to do a whole lot compared to other top college quarterbacks. It seems like the style and the aggressive nature of the coaching from Harbaugh and the, the style of play that Michigan brings to the table, it travels. And it's traveled when he was with the 49ers. It's traveled with Stanford. And I think that's why Bears fans are hoping today that the Bears have found a way to reach out engage interest in whether or not he would want to come and be the head coach for the Chicago bears. It seems like the perfect timing for everyone Yeah, that it all could just sync up. It seems perfect.
3: Yeah. He wins. I mean, that's, that's what he does. He wins wherever he goes. It doesn't matter if it's Stanford. It doesn't matter if it's the 49ers. It doesn't matter if it's Michigan. He finds ways to win. He turns, uh, you know, losing organizations into winning organizations. I mean, think about Michigan before he got there. Like Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez and like all the all the the coaches that they went through until they got him, they finally got their quote Michigan man. He's there for almost ten years. He's there for nine years. Like if he chooses to leave now, yeah. he's leaving after nine years. Now he did hire an agent. He hired Don Yee. So does that mean he's trying to negotiate a better deal with Michigan? Is he trying to negotiate something to do in case he gets suspended or something like that? Or is he looking truly looking? At NFL jobs. This seems like the best time for him. And I said it before the season started that Michigan was going to be this is the best Michigan team he's ever going to have. Before the college football season, this is the best defense he's ever had, the best quarterback he's ever had, the best running game, whatever. This is everything people in Michigan before the season starting were saying this is our year. This is the best it's going to get. Now, with the alleg- the cheating allegations and the school suspended him, so there could be more coming from the NCAA, from the Big Ten. Uh, you're going to have guys that leave for for the NFL. There's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster. JJ McCarthy might leave. Like he's not going to necessarily have to start from scratch if he stays at Michigan, but it's going to be a, a. They're not necessarily going to be the best team in college football again. This would be for him. The perfect time to leave. Leave on top. You came. You turned Michigan around. You got to the playoff three times. You won the, play, the final college football playoff as it is with four teams. You beat Ohio State a bunch of times. You beat Alabama. You beat Washington. You won the title. Now it's time to come to Chicago, turn around the Bears, and make them... Think about it. If he turned around Michigan and won the first title in oh, close to three decades with Michigan... What he could do for the Bears. Like, that's how you sell it to him. You're like, hey, you played under Ditka. The last coach to win anything here was Mike Ditka. Like, think of what you would mean for this city if you came back and turned this into an organization that was a consistent playoff contender, that was consistently, you know, had aspirations of the NFC championship game. And then you go to a Super Bowl, and by chance, you win a Super Bowl in the next, you know, five, six years, however long he's here. So, to me, you're right. It's the perfect situation. Like this is something the Bears should be selling him on coming here, turning his franchise that he played for around. Look, you can say San Diego's got a better quarterback situation. They obviously do. But he could have his pick of quarterbacks. You could have whoever you want to. You could have Caleb Williams, you could have Drake May, you could stick with Fields, you could draft JJ later in the in the draft. You could go you could have whoever you want to. You can turn this franchise around. The defense is almost set. You probably need a couple pieces on the defensive line. You're going to need another safety to replace Eddie Jackson. But this defense is basically set. You've got a solid offensive line. You're going to need an addition there. You probably need a left tackle. You need a center. They were one of the better rushing teams in the NFL. Like this, it's already made. You've got a ton of cap space. Like you could come in here with a blank check for the uh, for the offseason as far as free agents go. Two picks in the first round, including the number one overall pick. Like it is tailor-made for him to come in and have a quick turnaround. Like this isn't a team that's going to completely, you know, sell off every piece like when Ryan Poles first got here a couple of years ago, this team is ready to go to the playoffs as long as they add a few key pieces. And that's why I think it's important to, to acknowledge the timing of all
2: of this. You lay, laid it out. It, it seems like the perfect time for him to leave. Uh, it also seems like the perfect time for the Bears to push forward, propel themselves into the next stage of this rebuild. You know, we are no longer missing the playoffs The goal now is championships. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the goal. And the goal to to move this team forward, I don't know if Matt Eberflus necessarily gets it done. I know that the team plays hard for him. I know that they improved a heck of a lot this season. Uh, Going from three to seven wins is a great improvement. I don't think it's the end of the world if they keep Matt Eberflus. I do think there's an opportunity to improve, though. And that's why you have to make... Uh, this approach. You have to find out if Jim Harbaugh would be interested in taking this job. I would say this. Like, when you look at everything all together for the Chicago Bears, you know, they would be fine and we were talking with Lance Briggs last night on Bears Night in Chicago right here on ESPN Chicago. I would say this. Uh, he's right. They could run everything back and the team's improving and hope that the, the next steps move forward with the same group. Everything the same. Um, but I think there would be an invigoration of the fan base and for everyone kind of just keeping their eyes on the Chicago Bears if they went after and landed the big fish. Like, I'm not asking for a coaching change just for any rando who's a coordinator in the league just to remove the head coach. I don't think that that's what the Bears need at this time. I do think, though, there are guys and individuals in this sport who move the meter, right? Like, you missed out on Sean Payton. You did. Yeah. You know, like Sean Payton's one of those guys that moves a meter. He was in a, pl- a space for a long time with, with the Saints. He eventually decided he wanted to leave. And then the Bears were not on the right cycle, so they couldn't make the approach. They couldn't go get Sean Payton. That's a guy that would have made a lot of sense for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I think Bears fans would have been happy with that. I, I feel like this is another one of those situations where it might be a hard decision to make to, to let Iberflus go and to go get the big fish. But you kind of have to do it in this moment in time in Bears history like this makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, when we're talking about Jim Harbaugh, like he hasn't been just the best coach in college football for the entire nine years. He was at Michigan. He struggled. Oh, yeah. Like there were conversations. You and I had conversations on the station after the 2020 season. You know, Jim Harbaugh took a pay cut. They cut his pay at Michigan. His team that season went two and four since that point. Michigan football in 2021 went 12 and 2. In 2022, they went 13 and 1. And this past season, they went 15 and 0. That means in 2020, the COVID short season, Michigan football lost four games. Yeah. Since that point in time, since Harbaugh took the pay cut, he's lost three games total in a three year span and has won a national title. And has won three straight games over Ohio State, which is extremely important for them. Like think about this if you were a part of the McCaskey family. What a Super Bowl is probably most important, yeah. I would guess. That's number one. You would love to be a Super Bowl champion as an owner. What's number two? Beat or your or, rival. Or
3: A B. Beat your like, rival. One A and one B. Beat your rival and who's Dream Bay Packers. Right. And like Jim Harbaugh would understand the magnitude of beating the Green Bay Packers, and not just use as lip service. Because coaches have come here before and said, "You know, we're going to beat the Green Bay Packers. We're going to make the playoffs." And it's like, okay, you don't like, like Harbaugh gets it. Harbaugh understands. And the and knock on that's him. That's my point is like he would
2: understand the weight of it, what it means to
3: face off against the Green Bay Packers. My knock on him, like the first seven years of him at, at Michigan was, okay, you win a bunch of games, but you lose to Penn State and Ohio State. All right, you win a bunch of games, but you lose to Ohio State, and then you lose another rogue Big Ten game somewhere. It, it was that. And the other knock was that he hung uh, with
2: his coordinators for too long. Yeah. He had coordinators who were struggling, who were not living up to uh, what – Michigan football needed to progress and to beat Ohio state and beat Penn state and win the big 10 and get to the college football playoff. And what changed since 2020 is he's been more flexible to change up his staff, which is something that has been a critique about his coaching in his different spots and his stop in San Francisco. And along the way, not being flexible to, to listen to the ideas to change. And, and we've seen that in the last three years and Michigan football they are the best team in the country. There is no question about it. I know some of the, the dialogue after the game was, well, how would they have fared against Georgia? Doesn't because matter. Georgia should, guess what? We now have the four-team playoff Michigan won every big game that was on their schedule. They played some tough games, and they they were dominant here in the college football playoff. Yep. You know, they beat Alabama in overtime. Really good team, and then they took it to Washington last night. It wasn't even in contest. They're the national title champions. Like that's it. There is no debate in my book that Georgia would have beat them or this. Like, guess what? You lost Alabama, Georgia. Try again
3: next year. You had a really nice two year run. Yeah, but this this team was legit. I think that also. The, there's a couple narratives that I don't necessarily agree with. And I could be proven wrong, right? The narrative that the, the, the McCaskeys and the Bears won't pay. They've paid. They've overpaid. They overpaid Tariq Cohn. They overpaid Eddie Jackson. They overpaid free agent quarterbacks to come in, like Andy Dalton. They've overpaid Jimmy Graham to come in. Like, they, over, they overpay a lot. They traded for Montez Sweat, a second-round pick, and it instantly paid him. People are worried, oh, well, you're not going to pay him. Relax. They paid him. And guess what? He made it he led two teams in sacks this year. He led the Commanders and he led the Bears in sacks this year. So this narrative that they're not going to pay, I don't think they paid Kevin Warren. They create they didn't have a Kevin Warren before. They brought in Kevin Warren, they paid him. I'm assuming he's making a pretty good salary to come in and change the football organization. The other narrative that I don't necessarily agree with is that he's going to want complete power and not uh listen to polls or be above polls in the hierarchy as far as it goes like that they would change the hierarchy that it would be Kevin Warren, Jim Harbaugh and then Ryan Poles. Right. But my narrative my, the reason I don't agree with that is this. Look at this Michigan team. What were they built on? Offensive line, running the football and defense. Defensive line especially. What has Ryan Poles committed to in his first couple years as Bears GM? Fixing the defense fixing the offensive line and committing to the run game and trying to figure out what to do with Justin Fields and try to develop him into a franchise quarterback. But the fact that he is a former offensive lineman and values the offensive line the way I believe Jim Harbaugh does and values the defense the way we know Jim Harbaugh values defense. Look at the team. Look at what they did to Washington yesterday. Like, to me, I think that Ryan Poles is someone that Jim Harbaugh could work with. That he comes in and goes, we see eye to eye. You spent all this money on defense, all this draft capital on defense, bringing in Montez Sweat, bringing in a game record like that. Let me pick the like. Let me work with you, and we'll pick a quarterback. And then you already believe in the same type of football. The Bears center themselves around the same type of football already. Now they don't do as good of a job as Michigan was doing in the as compared to the NFL to college football, but it seems like that's the type of football team that Ryan Poles is already starting to build. three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to talk Bears football? It's
2: Blackham Doll. We're here for you. Kevin in Homewood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kevin?
4: Hey, guys. So I called Friday and my question was at the time, does this make sense? Am I missing something that the Bears at the very least had to make an offensive coordinator change? And you guys had answered, it sounds like depends how Sunday goes, depends how the game goes. Right. So we clearly see that's a problem. But then, you know, it opens up the whole game again. And the whole year, the whole season, the way that they lost was exactly as Bad or worse than the way they began the season, and to me, as much positivity as has been said about the growth of the team, it doesn't really look like a whole lot of growth because the other teams in the NFL, and especially their own division, are getting better at a quicker rate than we are. Um, you can make a case for the Vikings, maybe not with the quarterback position, but the point is, is that we can look at ourselves and think, "Oh, we're doing great," but how is everyone else doing? So you got to keep up with the Joneses. And when you see somebody like Harbaugh, who controlled his team's game last night on the biggest stage, who, when you look over his career as coaching, wins everywhere and develops players and breeds confidence. You know, I think about these Bears players and how much they say that they're bought in on, on Iberflus and with Fields, it says a lot about the player's character, that they can they can tough it out through things that they, they go home to, and they're like, man, are, are we really playing this way? So my point is this, and I have the same issue with the Bulls, I have the same issue with the Sox, and the Cubs, any Chicago team. You want to make money. You make money by winning. You make money by putting people in the seats. You make money by merchandising. You do all these things to win, not to lose or barely win. And if you want a cultural change that could maybe affect not one season or two seasons, but the next five to ten years, and you got a guy like Harbaugh in there who could immediately change it, there aren't many people that could do that. And it drives me nuts thinking that other people that are in a position that can afford to do this, i.e. the McCaskies and the Bears organization, would be that blind to miss that. And this is our moment. I, I found a picture last night of George Hallis, who was in a cap and sunglasses, and it looked just like Harbaugh. And it went, wow, that, that's yeah. crazy. It looks just like him. And 70 years later, and somebody who cares and that's the difference. I feel like there's so much in the, 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 the craft of the game right now that they need somebody who knows how to do it. And I think Harbaugh knows how to do it. Yeah, I'm with you, Kevin. It set.
2: seems like it matches up perfectly. And I think that's what is so obvious to a lifelong Bears fan like Kevin and like myself and like you, Adam, is that, you know, like it, it couldn't be more perfect that this guy who used to play for the team is at the top of his game right now. And the Bears theoretically are at a, a turning point in their forward future with the quarterback position, this team's almost ready to win. Like this would really catapult everything forward and establish the Bears as a team that will be a contender in the NFC for years to come. You know, I, I think, like Kevin said, the one thing that solidified it in my mind, like you remember the shows in November. I came back on the airwaves after the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving, Michigan, Ohio state, that game was played on that Saturday. Yeah. The way that team played without him solidified to me that the bears have to go get him and the way they played without him, Jim Harbaugh, because he was suspended against Penn state on the road solidified to me why they have to go get him. The coaches, the players, Everyone was following the same singular message. He had everyone in tune. Everyone was was in step on how to to do this. Even without Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. I think that is the most impressive part. Like that to me after the Ohio State game and he wasn't there and they were all saying the same things yeah. after the game on the field. It was like whoa. The like they are following this leader. Like that's the type of guy we need for our team.
3: No, absolutely. And I think that when you look at his results on the field, um, and it's not just it's not just the wins, it's how they win. It's the defense first. It's you know, they didn't allow a team to be in a goal situation, you know, to score from them through like the first eight weeks of the season or something like that. Like I know they weren't playing the greatest of competition, and that was the knock on them like going into the playoff going into the Ohio State game is that all right well Michigan hasn't really played any, anybody okay did it matter saying that the defense hadn't really been tested until they played Alabama did it matter it didn't matter did it matter against no. Washington last night <laughs> no it didn't matter no so you're it's it's coming in and and instilling and I'm not saying the bears have bad culture the bears have a very good culture yeah. now that Matt Eberflus has come in yeah yeah, yeah. it's just a, but, an improved but you have a chance culture. to improve like yeah. Who do you see more likely taking the Bears to the playoffs next year, Matt Eberflus or Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. And and to, to your answer, uh, Adam, it, it's not like this
2: is not a critique on Eberflus, like because we're not making this case for a random coordinator on a team that may or may not have made the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like if you want the if you want cohesion and in this group to come back because they're playing tough for the head coach. Like, I get that as long as you did your due diligence to find out whether or not Jim wanted to come here. Like, maybe, maybe they do reach out, and they know that Washington's out there lurking, mm-hmm. and Washington has new owner money, and he wants to make a big splash they got a lot of cap space and bring too. that franchise back to prominence because, listen, if you're a new football fan, the, the Washington football franchise, for those who follow the history of the NFL – Has been one of the great teams of the NFC for a very long time. Now, in the last twenty to thirty years, they've not been that. You know, since ninety one, they they haven't been that, and they've been on tough times like the Bears have been. Mm -hmm. So, like, if that owner wants to throw a boatload of cash at Jim Harbaugh, and that's the way he's going to go, like, at least you tried. But if you don't do anything, that will irritate me as a Bears fan.
3: Oh, absolutely. I think if you just if, if we get a, an announcement that there's going to be a press conference tomorrow or Thursday, I feel like if they just say, "Hey, everyone's coming back. We like the way the offense progressed. We like the way the defense progressed. We're going to roll with Getsy and we're going to roll with Eberflus, but we're going to evaluate the quarterback position." That, to me, is, is not only did it solidify that you can't bring back Getze, like the caller just said, what was it you know you guys were saying it all depends on the Packers game. You have to also upgrade the quarterback position. Like, Justin Fields is a great guy, and everybody in that locker room loves him. But I think we know what Justin Fields is at this point, and he had the entire season or whatever he was healthy for to prove. And I, I, I'm done with, with saying, well, there's flashes. Last year there were flashes. This year was supposed to be the complete year. This year was supposed to be, hey, we got you a better offensive line. Hey, we got you DJ Moore. Hey, okay, there's been flash games. But I want more consistency. If the Texans can turn to C.J. Stroud and turn him into a and turn that team into a playoff team in their in his rookie year. You know, if Jordan Love can sit on the bench for 2 years and throw to guys that are and, and they can scheme guys that are wide open. And he can hit guys into tight throws. That touchdown that he threw to the back of the end zone was in between two Bears defenders. And he just threaded that right in there for the touchdown. Like, that to me is what I want to see from Justin Fields. And I haven't seen it in the last two years. And so it's time to upgrade the position. And I think that that is enticing, to, could be enticing to Jim Harbaugh as well. And saying, hey, you could cool, You can go to Washington. But by the time they pick, guess what? Like, the, your pick might be gone. If you want Caleb Williams, the Bears might take him. If you want Drake May, the Bears might take him. Like You can come here and get whatever you want. He ran an offense
2: that made Colin Kaepernick look like a star. Mm-hmm. And they won a playoff game with Kaepernick at quarterback. You're telling me that Jim Harbaugh couldn't get the best out of
3: Justin Fields? Listen, J.J. McCarthy's fine. <laughs> He's not great. Nice local kid. Nice local kid. Shout out LaGrange. He is a nice Good football player he's very young he's got a lot to learn he might come out this year and then he's going to be on that i'll sit for a year or two and then start program like i don't think jj mccarthy is a day one right. starter let, in the nfl let me ask you this
2: uh, whose numbers am i am i giving you right now uh, player one or player two Ooh, it's different than player a i was gonna B. say is this player uh, one player all right, two all right player one 11 for 16 148 yards passing mm-hmm. player two
3: 10 for 18, 140 yards pa- passing. Player two is J.J. McCarthy last night. <laughs> yes. Player one is Justin Fields on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, but you want more. Right? I mean, like, they you want won more. a game. Like, he didn't throw a pass in yeah. the second half. Like, he didn't I throw mean, a
2: pass, but he didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. He ran for a big first down. Like, I get it. He's a, he's a nice college player. I'm Absolutely. Not, I'm not sold on J.J. at the next level. Uh, but I do know that we, we heard it on, on Waddle and Sylvie earlier today, I, and I agree with the opinion. That if Coach Harbaugh comes in here and says, Fields is my guy, we're going to win with him, he's the next Lamar Jackson, I'm good with it. Let's go. Let's roll. If 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 he says, I want the job, but we need to use that number one pick on Caleb Williams, he's my guy, then let's do that. Let's go with that because he's got the quarterback eye. And what he was able to accomplish with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, yeah. I think is incredible. So give, give credit to the coach, and I think he'll be able to handle it.
3: I think that there are two – if he comes in here, there are two scenarios. The one – both of them you laid out, right? One, we're going to go with whoever at number one, right? Whether it's Drake May or Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels, whoever it is, we'll take number one, and that'll be our quarterback, right? The other option, like you said, and I think that Harbaugh might be interested in this as well, is you need – more impact players and the way you get in more impact players is you capitalize off your draft capital okay you get day one starters from the first two rounds and you could trade that number one pick back you could pick up a second rounder you could pick up a first rounder in 2024 or 2025 excuse me and 2026 and then you've got two first round picks for the next three years and then you take a quarterback and that's with your second round pick that you get back or maybe maybe he takes jj mccarthy in the third round Maybe he takes J.J. McCarthy with the second-round pick, that, and then J.J. McCarthy sits for two years while you see what you can do with Justin. You don't have to pay Justin $40 million tonight. You can pick up the fifth-year option, which is $22 million. You pay him about $30 million over the next two years, so $15 million a year average, and then you're like, all right, well, J.J.'s ready. Bye, Justin. See you later. Don't you think as a city we would
2: feel much better about the field situation if that was the, the person developing and making decisions with the quarterback. For sure. Like I feel like people would be more trusting in giving Justin time to figure it out if it was Jim Harbaugh and his offense and his tutelage helping the quarterback out because we've seen him do it so many different times. Let's go to Mark and Rolling Meadows. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? Not too much, guys. Not too much. I was just
1: listening to you guys, and uh, uh,
5: I kind of feel it's similar to how the Cubs did with David Ross and, um, and Craig Council. You had a chance to upgrade their coaching staff. Not a knock on David Ross, but yeah. um, you, you were able to get Craig Council, and it just propels you to get to the, the next level faster. I think uh, you're able to have a chance to get hardball, jump on it, no knock on Eberflus. I'll, I'll uh, hang up and listen to you guys.
2: Yeah, good point, Mark. Appreciate it. We go to Brian and Huntley. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Yeah, the same. Just as a last caller, my same thing was, uh, you know, the Cubs jumped on Craig Council. You know, I was really disappointed when I seen that David Ross, that they got rid of him, and I was like, really,
6: what's going on? And,
2: you know, the Cubs got to make that jump.
5: You know, we really got to make that jump. If we have a chance to get Jim Harbaugh, you got to do it. You got to do it. And the biggest thing is, too, that do we win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields? That's another
2: question. People really have to realize what we have here, you know, and then getting Jim Harbaugh, that will take us to the next step. I really think so. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate it. I don't know if the answer for Justin Fields is that you win because of him. You could perhaps have the best defense in football and win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields as your quarterback. But I don't think you're winning a Super Bowl because he's the best player on the team. Does that make sense? Like, he's not leading you to a Super Bowl. Don't we no. we have that answer? <laughs> I mean, I have the stats here. We don't have to get into that this moment. But Justin Fields has played in 40 games now. He's started 38. That's a large sample size. That's a large sample size. He's thrown 40 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He's been sacked 135 times. He's run for 14 touchdowns. He has 38 total fumbles. Last year, he had 16. He led the NFL. This past season, he had 10 fumbles. He was tied for eighth. I mean, he turns the ball over a ridiculous amount of times for the, the amount of touchdowns that you get both mm-hmm. with his legs and through the air. I think... We know the answer. He's not going to lead you to a Super Bowl. I'm not willing to sell on the idea that you can't win a Super Bowl with him.
3: You have to have the best defense in football. Well, see, that's the thing. If you want to win with Justin Fields, the way you do it is you trade and you build. And in, a, in like a year or two, if you have the best roster in the NFL the way the 49ers do and they win with Brock Purdy and they've been able to win with other quarterbacks back there, then... Yeah, you can do it. You have to have the best roster in football to do it because he needs a, a better supporting cast. You could also bring in a guy uh, in a first-round pick situation who might not need a better supporting cast, who might be able to elevate the talent you already have on the field. So you've got to weigh all these options. All right, here's
2: a question at three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Black and Abdallah. We'll talk to you. Here's the question. Is it good news that we have heard nothing from the Bears so far? Or are you concerned... That we haven't heard anything. There's no date set, no announcement of the press conferences to end the season. Are you nervous now that that just means they're bringing everyone back? 312 332 3776. We'll take your calls next.
0: Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
2: And Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Jackie and Schaumburg talking Bears football. What's up, Jackie?
7: Hi. How are you?
2: We're great. What's up?
7: So I was listening to. Um, I'm, I'm my son's in a baseball lesson, so I'm, I'm listening to you guys. Nice. And um, regarding the the press conferences, they have been atrocious this year. Um, it's embarrassing to see what is being said during those press conferences so the fact that we haven't heard from them yet i sincerely hope that they're getting their ducks in a row um before facing you know bears nation um for the last time this season um so for me i i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic and say they're they're putting in the work and they're going to get it right before they you know hop on the air and, and let everybody know what they're up to. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to mention about fields, if you look at um, Mahomes, for example, his numbers this year have not been great. And you put him behind our offensive line and you have him throw to only DJ Moore, he's going to have the same struggles as Justin has. Um, and the second piece to that is Getsy. Um, you know, Nagy was our head coach for how many years um, and clearly was not cut out um, for the job, but he's not doing so great as an OC either with the talent that they have in Kansas City. So I, I get frustrated when everybody, you know, creps on fields left and right about this. I don't think he's been really given a fair shot. So we need somebody like Harbaugh to come in, develop him, um, get some other players for him to throw to get him some protection and then make the final decision on whether or not he's our franchise quarterback.
2: Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. I I would say this. uh, The only thought with that is uh, you can compare fields to other quarterbacks in other situations and say that if you take this quarterback and put them behind the spares offensive line with this offensive coordinator uh, with these weapons, maybe he won't have the same success I've done that here on this station. I've said Brock Purdy is not the same quarterback mm-hmm. playing for the Bears as Justin Fields, say Fields on the 49ers. I think he'd be a hell of a quarterback there. You can't do that with Mahomes. I'm sorry. You can't do it. Patrick Mahomes is a great great quarterback. Probably yeah. the best quarterback I've ever seen play the position outside of Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Like the he is one of the three or four best players to ever do it and if you put him here in Chicago, we would have a winner every single season. Yeah. Like like I'm not I'm not going to do that, but like yeah, there are some other guys perhaps, you know, you could give more of a chance, but I mean Justin
3: Fields has started 38 games. Well, I also think too that on on the silence. From, How do you guys
2: get to start 38 games and then get more of a chance to figure it out?
3: Not a lot. I mean, look at look at, you know, Mac Jones is getting uh was benched and the Patriots are going to be looking for a new quarterback. I mean, a lot of guys are struggling. Daniel Jones, might they might be looking... The, the uh, Giants might be looking for a new quarterback after they just paid him a bunch of money. There are a bunch of guys that don't get all, all the chances that Justin Fields has been able to get with the Bears. I will say this, too, on the silence. Like, let's, let's not get crazy here with what this is going to mean. It, it, after the 2020 season, when they, the Bears decided to bring Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy back, they announced that on a Wednesday. So, like, the silence... It could be good if you want a new coach. It could be bad if you want a new coach. Like that, I don't think it means anything. the The fact that the press conference ha- it hasn't been scheduled yet, I don't read. I don't read anything into it because this is how. Also, you have a new. We were talking upstairs. You brought this up. I'm not going to steal your thought. You have a new. Steal away. No, 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 no. I'll Give me credit. That you have a new president who is very meticulous and takes a lot of notes and, and makes every decision with a lot of thought. Kevin Warren is going to put as much thought into this decision as humanly possible and talk to Ryan Poles at length about what they're going to do. And, and of course, and McCaskey, because it's his team and everything like that. So the fact that nothing has happened yet, I don't read into it either way. Whether it's they're going to fire Iberflus or keep him. Because both things have happened. They've waited till Wednesday to announce firings. They've waited till Wednesday to announce that people are going to come back. So I don't read into that whatsoever. I will say this. We do know one
2: thing, though, because they haven't announced anything. Iberflus wasn't fired on Monday. True. And he hasn't been fired on Tuesday. Also true. So we, we do know that. That's the only thing we know. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We, we don't know anything else that goes with that. But we do know... There were coaches fired on Black Monday, Mm -hmm. the day following the end of the regular season. And there was a coach fired this morning. Mike Vrabel is fired by the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, So there are teams making moves and moving on with the direction that they want to go. And the Bears, at the moment, haven't said anything. Bryant, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bryant?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? We're good, man. Yeah, I, I actually agree with the matching of Harbaugh and Fields. I think um, Fields is learning, but he's not being taught. So with with Harbaugh being a quarterback, he can teach him and reprogram him on the things that he's messing up. And I think he will have a lot of respect for him. And also, I think that I think that we need a new personality like Harbaugh to run the Bears because we need to get the best out of them. And a new face, a new voice may bring rejuvenation to Justin Fields, a quarterback like him, and who's and when you brought up the point, I didn't think about it. About Lamar Jackson, who's better to pick the brain of a Lamar Jackson than from his own brother? To even <laughs> than, to, yeah, either, to even to even get to Justin Fields the way that Harbaugh has got to Lamar Jackson. I'm curious what you guys think about that yeah
2: thanks for the call Brian I would say you know that is obviously a connection that he has in the family. His brother coaches the Ravens he's been with Lamar his entire career I'd say this though I find the Colin Kaepernick stuff to be more impressive because prospects coming into the NFL draft Lamar Jackson was a stud player in the ACC he was a he was a prospect who people thought would be a good quarterback at the next level where Colin Kaepernick yeah he was on Mel's big board but people didn't know who Colin Kaepernick was before he got to the 49ers. Yeah. And Jim was able to coach him up and to have an offense that was run that, that mimicked some of what Kaepernick was able to do with Nevada because Jim Harbaugh saw him when he was at Stanford going against Nevada. And he saw that and what he was doing in college football. So like, I, I do see, yeah, there's a connection there and in, in the brothers and yeah how do you handle this with Lamar? Can we do this with Justin? But I think like that knowledge base is already there with Jim Harbaugh, you know, yeah. like he's had, like, if you take the two, Lamar Jackson is far superior of a quarterback than Colin Kaepernick.
3: Oh yeah. And Justin Fields. Well, right. Yeah. And he
2: won with Kaepernick. Yeah. I think that's what's so impressive. Absolutely. About Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Pete in Arlington Heights, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdul. What's, what's
6: up? What's up, gentlemen? Hey, I uh, just got a question for you guys. Um, Do you guys think that um, the Bears could possibly, I'm circling back to your guys' question from earlier about the press conferences and Is it a good thing or bad thing. Do you think that uh, there's some kind of time or time limit restrictions here um, or it's too soon to talk to Harbaugh or do you think that we're waiting for him, just want a championship coming out of, uh, I mean, is there a possibility that we're waiting to talk to him and, Another, I got an unorthodox kind of question. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it done, I don't think, not in my life, but has a head coach ever been fired or demoted and kept on the same team as a different, like per se, a defensive coordinator
3: not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think that a I coach don't. would take a demotion yeah. to stay with the same team. Now, if Eberflus gets fired. go somewhere else. Okay? And be a defensive coordinator. And then you hire, hire another I, defensive I know. coordinator. Like the fact that, I like, he, like, the argument there to me is you have Montez Sweat, you've got. TJ, you've got TJ Edwards, you've got Edmonds, you've got, uh, hopefully they pay Jalen Johnson, you've got Kyler Gordon, like you've got good players on this defense that I think any defensive coordinator, not any, but you're going to still get, especially because if you hire Harbaugh, like hiring Harbaugh is going to attract top coordinators. I think so. It changes
6: everything. You're right. It changes everything. I think so. So, what are we waiting for? Are we talking to this guy, or or, so, or uh, are we having a press conference after we hire him, or what's going on?
3: <laughs> so, Pete, I Thanks, think people. that I I like a phone you call. It. Thanks, because he hired an agent. I feel like you could have talked. You can talk to him. Like we see it all the time in college football. College back channel working. But college coaches stay for the bowl game, and yeah. we know they're going to another team. Sure. and they stick around for the bowl game, right? Coordinators stay for the bowl game. And we know that they're going to another team. Lane Kiffin got another job. And Saban fired him mm-hmm. before the playoff game because he he was paying more attention to the other team. Now, because Jim Harbaugh has an agent, he hasn't always had an agent. He's had some agents here and there. But because he has an agent, you can call the agent whenever you want to. Now, you might not be able to talk to Harbaugh until last night after the game or maybe even this morning because he was probably taking some time to celebrate and all they have a good glass of milk to celebrate. But I feel like because he hired Don Yee, the super agent, that you could have gauged this weeks ago when they announced that he hired the agent. And to answer the question about the
2: timeline uh, for the Jim Harbaugh stuff, there is no specific timeline that has to be met. There is, though, a timeline that the Bears front office has to speak by the end of the week, right?
3: Yes. Don't they have to speak by Friday? The One week after the game.
2: Okay, so, so the, yeah, I guess they could theoretically let it bleed into the weekend, but I think the NFL would have a problem with them conducting those press conferences against wildcard weekend, yeah, right?
3: I would agree with that.
2: So so, you, so like, essentially, the timeline is this. Poles and Warren or whoever's going to speak, if it's Eberflus, they will speak within the week. Yes. Now, whether or not that has anything to do with Jim Harbaugh and his decision-making process on what he's going to do next – has no bearing on that. But they do have, no matter what they choose to do, they do have to speak before the end of the week, which is Sunday. But then the wild card games start on Saturday. So yeah. I would assume it would be by tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday. Yeah. And at this point, at 6.47 p.m. on Tuesday night, we have not been alerted by Bears media that Bears. I got PR. the email
3: open. I'm, wait- I'm refreshing the email. Yeah,
2: there's nothing set for tomorrow at this moment. So that's all we know. Yeah. That's all we know at this moment. Patrick and Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Patrick?
5: Hey, fellas. I got this fear, right? Like, whatever the Bears do, I don't want to see things get worse. Am I right? So oh, I'm with you. I'm thinking, how, how do we remove this floor? I'm worried about not having a quarterback. So I think we got to have field. We got to trade out of that, that first overall, get down to three, get JJ from LSU, right? You remove the floor there. And then you get a wide receiver there at nine. You know we're looking at Roma Dunesa or whatever, but all these ideas of only rolling the ball with Fields, of only going with with Williams from USC, you leave all of this room to get worse this coming year. So why are we so limited on just that one? What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, thanks for the call, Patrick. Hold on one second. I think this is Jesse Rogers calling the hotline. Hey Jesse, there, are,
5: are you calling the hotline hey right now? What do you Jesse need, Jesse
2: Rogers, buddy? are you
3: on the hotline? What do you need, buddies? Is there news, buddy?
5: What are you guys yes!
3: doing? Yes! <laughs> You're on the air. Hi, Jesse. Tell us what's don't you, up. Don't you have
2: producers? We, we do, but I saw it. Yeah, so we this went is to better, it. though. What's Boom. going on? What do you got? What's right, the hot do you, want, do you want to have a convo
5: off air, we'll have a convo off air if you want. I mean, I prefer it, but I don't care. Whatever you guys want. You
3: got inside? You got inside in the house? Hall. No. You know what's going on? I,
5: We're talking it. I don't. There's, there's reports out there that the Cubs have signed Japanese lefty Shota Imanaga, but I cannot confirm that just yet. It could get there, but there's no agreement yet, I'm told. But it could okay. get there. Okay. And All right. That, of That's course, the news? would be
2: their, their first
5: move. Yes, you've seen yeah, no, Twitter. No, it would be big
2: news. And uh Jesse, What's, what's so- the level
5: of
3: news? On a scale of on 1 to 10, if it's they do news. sign him, what's the news? That's How- big
5: news. I think it's it's it'll be a big deal. I mean, it'll be a big contract, but obviously he's not a well-known name. He's 30 years old. Answer yourself. my number so like question, a- damn it! Okay, between uh, 1 and face. 10. Why are you so rude? Uh, it's like a 6.5 or 7. Okay, that's you good know. news. I think that's good news. Yeah. It it's decent before the convention. Yeah, uh, Jesse, yeah I mean, not, your
3: phone's ringing, Jesse. You better go.
5: Yeah, it's the other other phone. Uh, but you know, it's not quite there yet. It could get there. That's what I was calling to tell yeah. your producers. But we'll just tell you guys,
2: <laughs> Jesse. If um, where does he slot in? Starter.
5: Yeah, yeah. He's a starter. He'd be uh, he'd probably be a two or three on this team. Okay. You know, but he. But remember, he is thirty. Yamamoto was twenty-five. But. It, but this deal could be triple digits. It could be a $100 million deal. Ooh, so that's what I'm trying to tell overpay? you. Overpay? Is that a bit of an overpay? Um, bit of an overpay? Well, I will tell you, the Cubs are not favorites a month ago. But mm-hmm. I would imagine the fact that they haven't done anything and the, the, uh, the convention's approaching that, look, maybe, maybe Jay had added a few shekels to the deal here. All right. And they're, they're getting across the line. But it's not, a, it's not across the finish line yet. Still no it's not. All
2: right. Well, Jesse, call back in if it gets, uh, if you get confirmation, okay?
5: All right, and just we'll just go do it on the air, no
2: producer. Yeah, Let's well, I mean, I mean, listen, on. it's a black and <laughs> dollar well, show. Listen, it's what Jesse, we do. you go behind All my right? back.
3: So, so oh jeez, here we go. <laughs> All right, what's the difference here? Exactly, I don't care. It doesn't
5: matter. But I, just, <laughs> I, I, wish I, a, I wish I had, I wish a complete confirmation for you, but uh, I don't. But it, there's a good chance it'll get there. All right, Jesse, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, guys.
0: Yep. I'll cut him on. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Abdallah <gasps> on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app.
2: ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago. We're taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Thank you to Jesse Rogers for uh, checking in with that Cubs news. Abdallah,
3: you're a little rude. You're a little little aggressive to Jesse. Jesse Jesse and I have a great relationship. Jesse's the best. We, it is, it is uh, ball busting at its finest. He goes around my back (laughs) and texts Carmen to come on the show without asking the producer, but then wonders why producers aren't answering the phone and then i give him crap for calling me all the time with the smallest amount of news yeah this is news this is news for the cubs it's, no, it's fine it's news it's yeah, news. It's big news for the cubs it's not what we're talking about it's not but confirmed it's news. Yet. the only bob Nightingale's the only one reporting it right now
2: well yeah you heard jesse say yeah. he hasn't
3: confirmed it yet yeah, so we're, exactly. i'm gonna stand by for jesse i when, wait for
2: jesse when when jesse confirms it so we'll, everyone we'll in the twitch you.
3: chat you can watch us on twitch.tv slash esp1000 chicago you can also watch us on youtube live Click, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. That's why we don't play the Sounder, because it's not official yet. People were mad. you yeah, the Sounders, Cubs News. You're just talking football. It's not official yet. Well, we are talking football. That's what are,
2: It is what we're talking about. This when is, it's official. This is the, the topic that we, we are having uh, a conversation that. about. When it's official, we'll give you a little Sounder. Oh, okay, we will, I guess. They couldn't get Shohei, so
3: they got Shota. Is that going to be on the T-shirts? Shota greater than Shohei. Be better than the, the other T-shirts. It would be a lot better than the other T-shirts. Oh my God. It would be it's Black and Abdallah. Deep, we'll deep back. cut. Back
2: in two minutes.
0: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.